I love you, Carl. Thank I, you. I, uh, Do you watch Game of Thrones? I also love Carl. Do I watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yes. Have I seen the new new one? Not yet. Same as me. I I'm still them I'm still the... reeling after the fucking final season of like way to just flush your entire legacy. Like, I haven't seen anyone bail on a show that bad since like maybe Sopranos, like the end of Sopranos, I guess. But I mean, even that was just like one episode. But like to have a whole season just be like the big bad shows up and I mean cool big fight at the end. I wish I could have fucking seen it, but it was like it was so dark, right? Black yeah. the whole yeah. time, right? Like ugh. Did you ever watch or get into the what's the prequel called? The Dragon Show? House Something? of Dragon? House, House of the Dragon. Dragon. Um no, I haven't seen it yet. Um which is kind of weird for me cuz like I I watch a lot of television. <laughs> so I started watching that like a few weeks ago. Have you watched that one? No. <clears throat> Do you know what happened halfway through the season? Are you gonna? Are you gonna spoil? Are you gonna, this is a spoiler. I'm not gonna spoiler, say anything. Sir. I don't think it's a spoiler. I think every, everyone is talking about it. It's not about the actual content. I don't of the have show. any friends to tell me that it's no. So, but like, okay. <laughs> okay anyway, season six. Okay. Or, sorry, not season six. Episode six of season one. I can't. I don't know if it's ten episodes or something. Episode six. They changed the characters. Oh, they oh, changed really? the actress. Actress. Uh, there's two actresses that are like the main to yeah. the main people and then there's a dude that they changed three people in episode six of season one i heard that was because of and not from my friends because i don't have any friends <laughs> uh i heard that that was because there was a time jump like she was like yeah but you can't have like the six-year-old girl playing like a 16 year old girl no no no. but the rest of the cast most of the cast is the same they just put makeup on them to look older huh but the main the main girl i forget her name Raidus or Raniria? Raniria, yeah, Raniria, Raniria. Uh, she is probably I don't know, eighteen in the like first few episodes, and then they jump ten years, and then they have a new actress. When like, oh really? She's like a full grown woman. She could easily have makeup on, and but yeah. but like she was the show. She huh. was a really good actress, and like her part was so good. And then I watched uh, episode six last night, and I was like, this is joke <laughs> oh, man. so you, you're six episodes in i watched episode six a couple nights ago maybe okay, yeah. but not one and two you, you've watched up to six right? up to okay. six yeah yeah i uh i haven't really gotten into that yet which surprises me and I, I didn't get into the lord of the rings one yet either i've got some acquaintances that are huge tolkien fans and they are really digging their heels in on on not watching it interesting i wonder why well, at first I'm like, is it I'm like, is it because you're you don't like black elves? Because if that's the deal, <laughs> then just fuck right off. Because elves Friends can pop, yeah. elves can be any goddamn race, okay? So if that's it, then we're we're not gonna be acquaintances anymore. But that wasn't it. It was um their uh adherence to the source material of I'm gonna get really nerdy on you here. Go for it. The source material of the Silmarillion. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So um, the the guys that are like the, the writers and the directors of it just kind of took all of Tolkien's information and just kind of said, cool, but fuck that, we're just going to make up our own shit uh, and left out like tens of thousands of years worth of lore and stuff. And so that's what they're kind of digging their, their heels in on. And after he explained it to me... Um, after he explained to me why, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, okay. 
I also like the idea of kind of giving the finger to Bezos for spending a billion dollars on a brand that he can't even, he can't even, they can't even legally say the word Hobbit because that wasn't, that wasn't in their purchase agreement. Can you imagine spending a billion dollars to the Tolkien family um, to make a Lord of the Rings that you can't say Hobbit? Amazing. Truly amazing. Like, whoever negotiated that deal, uh, I mean, they should have had us on that, Danny. I would have got them Hobbit. We definitely would have. I would have got, got them Hobbit. We yeah. would have missed a bunch of other things. A ton of shit. A ton of shit. <laughs> but but Hobbit would have been Hobbit oh. would have been like first and foremost. I also like Clause the one, I, Hobbit. I also love the idea that the the uh, the family can turn around and sell Hobbit to somebody else right now and like potentially you know muddy whatever they got going on. I don't know. Be a bit of a dick move. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Dick moves are what makes the world go around, my friend. <laughs> the world revolves around dick moves. So I found. It's, it does seem like that's the reality. <clears throat> and yet, I believe in I believe in mankind. I believe in, uh, I guess I'd say I'm optimistic that the business world is evolving. Okay. And with how powerful social media is, you can't really hide as a dick anymore. Right, like yeah, in the seventies, eighties, all those white dudes in in movies, and it sucks that you can't hide. Yeah, fuck (laughs) yeah, man! I would have killed it. I would have slain if this was like, you know, if I was, I would have been fine as an adult in the nineteen eighties. That what I would have thrived in the eighties. That would have been phenomenal. Seventies, yeah, maybe that too. Uh, but yeah, no, anonymity was a beautiful thing, man. And we lost that and we've had anonymity and the ability to create yourself into whoever you wish to be. Um, and you still can, however, you can get called on who you used to be. I've been following this gal that has a, an, 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 an emu farm on Twitter and she's lovely. She's got this uh, emu named Emmanuel. I'm not sure. Do you guys know about her? Or okay, nope. she was. Mm-hmm. I think she was just on Fallon a while ago, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I've been following her story of her and this like bird farm and her buddy Emmanuel, who's an emu. Um, and it's incredibly endearing. I found her endearing and her relationship with this bird. <laughs> endearing. Uh, and then, um, bird flu hit the farm and she's lost just about everybody. Like, except for Emmanuel is really like fighting right now for his life. Uh, and he's seems to be on the mend. I think he's going to actually kick bird flu, which is, uh, tremendous. Wow. However, somebody kept her receipts from some pretty racist shit. She was spewing like way back in the day. And now my whimsical relationship with Emmanuel the emu uh, is just not going to be the same. So, uh, yeah, anonymity was, I think, I think that anonymity and the the ability to be anonymous will be missed in ways that we can't even really grasp yet. Like social media is what, 10 years old? 
20, almost 20 now, right? Get out. Yeah, because Facebook? I think Facebook. 2007. 2007, right? Six. 15 years? Fuck. Less than 2005, or less than 2007, because I remember getting a Facebook account in 20, in grade 11, which is 2006, and I was like two years late. You were still in high school? Yeah, I was in high school. Fuck. (laughs) We're the same generation, Liam. Come on. Guess what? How old are you? 41? I am 43 in six days. Early happy birthday. Is it today? It is October 20th. 20th. Yep, 26th. That's me. We we're the same generation. I I feel like we have 50 plus years left. Good years. Like in my life? At least. Oh, I can't. I appreciate that. So I think you're dreaming. <laughs> I keep telling Anita, I'm like, you know, longevity in the men in my family is not a not a thing. So, you know, we're uh, enjoy the time that we have together because it's certainly not going to last forever. Um, okay. I heard this conversation come up in a podcast mm. I was listening to, and this is right on topic of your idea of being anonymous versus mm. how careful you should be with how you express yourself because of how powerful social media is, especially if you are in a position of leadership in a community or in a leadership role in a business or anything like that. But the question was, should you be defined by your worst moment? Mm. Because that's what social media, a lot of these movements are kind of moving towards, right? Mm -hmm. Like, People made mistakes you in mean the past. Cancel culture, exactly. Yeah, okay. People made mistakes twenty-five years ago. Should they be held accountable for those, even if they're not the same person as they were when they were nineteen, twenty-five years ago? Mm. No. I think the answer is no. Is it that simple, though? Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, it's it's funny uh, because I I feel like I mean depending of course depending upon the severity, yeah Hitler had a few bad years man but uh, you know he shouldn't be defined by <laughs> by his European tour right <laughs> no he should definitely be defined by that so I mean like there's a there's a, a severity level I think that uh, comes comes into play that being said um, I think the golden rule still applies. You know, like, yeah, I, I've I've had some low points in my life. Uh, should I be defined by those? I, would you want to be defined by your lowest point? If you say no, then then that's it. <laughs> totally, <laughs> like, and and I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you. I'm just uh, you made a good point of the severity of those worst moments. I yeah. think is important to decipher against, right? But. I I look at my personal experiences and how much more how how much smarter I am today than I was 15 years ago yeah. and how much more caring and compassionate I am about other people today mm-hmm. than I was 15 years ago. Um we kind of grew up in a different generation though where like social media has been part of our life for the ma- like the majority of my life, right? Or more than half. 
when you're a kid, you don't really like, we're not, we're never going to be able to go back and have those weird TikTok years like 12 year olds are having right now, which I don't know if it's healthy and we're going to find out in about 15, 20 years from now. Right. But at the same time, we've had social media for such a long period of time that it's just kind of normal for us now versus that like 60, 70, 80 year old dude today Mm. that grew up in the 80s or 70s, 80s, 90s. And now this is being implemented in their when they're in their 50s and 60s. It's just like such a different. Are are I guess are they capable of changing the way that they've evolved in their lives? Right? They evolved in this weird system where like being an asshole boss was a good thing, and that's how you. The only way to become successful was being an asshole, and no one ever called you out for being an asshole because there was nowhere to call them out. Mm. And so now there's this platform that calls out the assholes. And it's gone to a certain level now that seems like we've overcorrected almost. Right? Well, everybody likes to pile on, right? And everybody likes to feel self-righteous. Everybody likes to, to have that air of superiority. Nobody necessarily likes to have that lens turned around at them when it's their time to reflect upon the shit that they've done. Um, I think that in the past, if you were a dick or an asshole in business, or you would be called out as well, just within your circles. I mean, there's only so many necks you can step on, <laughs> like climbing your ladder of human heads to, to get where you want to go. Um, eventually, things will come back and bite you in the ass. Karma has been a concept for a, a couple thousand years. <laughs> Now, uh, I, I do believe that that, that that is a real thing. Like, if you be a shitty person, like, you put out that shittiness, it, it will, in, in fact, come back to you. Now, maybe um, cancel culture is uh, an aggressive form of, uh, of that. I think more so it, it speaks to, like, every, like, okay, let's say... Somebody does something stupid or shitty, and they get called out for it, and they're they're being canceled. I think it's it's human nature to focus on a negative and to to pile on it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Um, you oftentimes you don't remember the good things. You seem to re- always remember the bad things, and I think that that's part of the the human condition is to kind of. It's easier to kind of focus on that, and especially when it comes to somebody else being in trouble or somebody else being in shit. It's like it's you're, you're, you kind of gravitate towards that. Um, drive by a car accident, like people drive by really slow. They don't you don't need to be driving mm-hmm. driving slow, but you got to stop and check that out, you know. And I, I think I think that. I think that it speaks more to the people that are doing the cancelly judging shit than necessarily does on on the person being judged. Why are people so drawn to negativity? Like, <clears throat> oh my I've heard God. so many people talk Fuck. about. Well, but <laughs> big questions. Well, I've heard so many people talk about the algorithm of Facebook or Instagram, and that it's. Hurting culture because it's just spewing all the negative things about society into 
people's feeds. Mm. But then you hear like the people that are behind the algorithms and they're like, there's no agenda here. It's what people click on and spend more time on, they get more of. Mm -hmm. So if you're spending more time on all the negative shit on social media, the the wars, the cancel culture, the, you know, whatever, 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 you just get more and more of it and you yeah. get bogged down. But why is that? Look, look at the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. Yeah. You know, like that's it. I thank God my parents haven't gone down that only because they're not super computer literate. <laughs> a tremendous amount of their friends think that Michelle Obama was a man Donald Trump was the only person that could actually save Western civilization. Um, uh, the Hollywood elites are eating babies, you know, like, and it started by going, mm, click. Yeah. And next thing you know, fucking shitstorm. Um, I, I, I had a, uh, I've, I've got my, my dad, who's the greatest human being I've ever met in my life. I love him. And then I had two other guys that were instrumental in, in raising me. These are two employers that I worked with uh, growing up. Um, one of, uh, both have passed on now, but I got to see one of them um, shortly before he passed away. And I got to spend some time with him at a farmer's market in Kamloops. Uh, this guy, <sighs> Dave Burgess, he was just the coolest guy. This guy taught me about rock and roll the blues, especially the blues, good whiskeys. Like the person that I am today is a direct result of this man. Um, uh, he was just, I just adored him. I loved him. And one of the last times I saw him, uh, I sat, he was in the farmer's market uh, selling the best coffee I've ever had in my life because he, he roasted his own, his own coffee and it was just divine. And we sat, we sat down for a bit uh, on the tailgate of his truck while he was uh, slinging his slinging his coffee, and you know we we had a, like a good like a good chat, and then like I can't remember what he said. He's like out of nowhere, he's like, "You want to know what's really going on? Watch Russian television." And I'm like, I'm like, what? And he's like, "It's the only media that'll tell you the truth." And I'm like, "What the? F what? Where is this coming from?" And then yeah, and he just started spouting. All of this conspiracy nut job garbage, like easily refutable, just bullshit. Um, and I, I was, I'm like, yeah, wow, man. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I really don't know what's going on. I should check that out. Now, every fiber in my being was like, the fuck happened to you, man? Like, what? Like, where is this coming from? What are you watching other than Russian television? Like, how did you get, how did you go down this, this rabbit hole of insanity? Like true insanity. Um, but instead I'm like, okay, I love this man. He's like a, he's like a father to me. Um, you know, I'm just going to be like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I really, I should, I should start watching fucking state TV to understand a bit more of what's really going on. And yeah, you're right, man. Donald Trump is the only man that could save Western civilization. Uh, and I just kind of kind of went with it. And I'm like, I'm really glad that I did because, I mean, if I had gotten it, like, what's the point of getting into it with him, you know, at that moment? It would have taken hours to really, you know, and can I deprogram him? Probably not. Um, and then, thank God, I, I didn't really 
get into it with him because uh, he he passed away rather suddenly, like um, uh, a few months ago. And I'm really glad that I had that like time sitting there with him. But like when I saw his family, when I saw uh, his daughter, I'm like, I'm like, like is anyone going to talk about this or or what? Because like I know it must have it must have um, you know been a thing in his family. And she's like, yeah, I've been estranged from my dad for six years. Like, haven't really talked to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, <laughs> at her wedding, apparently he got on the mic and was like, again, espousing the, uh, the, uh, the benefits of watching Russian television and, you know, fuck the Obamas and all of it. And I felt so bad for her that, uh, that she had to go through that. But, like, those algorithms fuck up real people's lives. Um, one of my mom's best friends, you know, has gone down that rabbit hole. And she's like, I'm like, how do you hang out with, with her? And she's like, well, I, we just, I just try and like steer the conversation away from it. And I'm like, so grateful that my parents were from a generation where they, you know, they don't necessarily, they didn't, they didn't go down that hole, you know, because they weren't completely present on, on Facebook or whether if she's watching stuff on Facebook, she's watching, you know, funny Irish television or cat videos or something like that. But those algorithms, yeah, I mean, you can be a programmer and be like, hey, just give the people what they want. Wash your hands of it. But, you know, I don't think that, because you are you can't wash blood off your hands like that. And in some cases, that's uh, that's 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 the price of that algorithm is 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 families being broken and and or uh, dudes running around with AKs <laughs> like trying to take their country back. Whose fault is that? Because <clears throat> I come from the perspective, and this is the way my mind works, is that I'm in control of my thoughts. I'm in control of how much time I spend educating myself on a specific topic if it's important to me. So let's avoid the Russian television for a second. But like for COVID, for example, at the beginning, I spent a lot of time like listening to people who are more educated in me, than me mm-hmm. in the medical field talk about this thing. Mm-hmm. If you're just sitting there watching the nightly news and listening to all the propaganda that is... Which news? All of them. <laughs> anything on TV is just trash, in mm-hmm. my opinion. But if you're just sitting there listening to it, you're like, oh my God, everyone's going to die. I better not go outside. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, obviously, two and a half years later, that was not reality. Well, but it, like so many people. For some people, it really was. I mean, I remember mobile morgues being set up in Central Park. That that happened. Yeah, because they didn't educate themselves and they listened to like the agenda that was going on, right? Well, it was, it was like getting into seniors complexes and wiping out like, you know, 60, 70% of the seniors that were living there. That happened. Yeah, I mean. And, and hospital capacity was, was, was so bad that for the dead, they had to set up mobile morgues, like reefer trucks full of bodies. That happened. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that was exaggerated slightly, but. It was in New York. There was like, they, they had to set up in, in Central Park. No, I Park. understand, but yeah. like when you're in your 80s and 90s and you are close to dying and you have a lot of health issues, mm-hmm. almost anything can kill you. It's true. Right? Getting the flu will kill you. Maybe. Often. Getting, uh, 
like any little infection happens quite often. I don't know. I, I have some like experiences where I heard like from pretty reliable sources that there was a lot of fudgery going on in, in hospitals mm-hmm. that were just checking the box of COVID death because uh-huh. that was the agenda and that was the narrative and that's what they wanted Why? to happen. Who knows, what man? What would be the purpose of that? Let's, let's, Occam, Money? let's Occam's razor it. Money? For big pharma? Like, I have a uh, girlfriend, her girlfriend's mom's very good friend. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of a train. But, like, the story <laughs> is yeah. she had breast, or she had uh, some sort of cancer for like four or five years and was battling, going through um, chemo, was very, very close to kicking it. Passed away. Kicking it old school? Kicking it like or kicking it going six feet under. Okay. And she was classified as a COVID death. Like, is that, is that, did she really die because of COVID? Well, was it the virus that killed her? But I mean, that's what everyone is checking the box and adding you to the statistic, right? Did COVID, was it, was the COVID virus, COVID-19 virus that killed her? Well, I'm pretty sure the cancer that she had been battling and dying from for the last five years was probably the majority of what killed her. Okay. But if you have... Then it should be a cancer death. Sure. But if you have cancer and the cancer is killing you and you die of COVID, you, you died of COVID. If you have COVID and cancer at the same time, who's, who gets to decide if you died of cancer or COVID? Well, if it's lung cancer, then lung cancer killed you but if you were intubated and you <laughs> and you you died from from covid-19 that that would kind of kind of kind of be where it's at uh, you know for me the rule that i went by my sister is head of geriatrics in Banff and she's like mom and dad are in their 70s they still smoke if they get this they'll be dead in a week so now if they had gotten it and they had died from it um, I would be super pissed if people were saying, yeah, well, you know, they were in their late seventies or mid seventies and they smoked and weren't in the best of health. That shit, that's the shit that pissed me off. Um, is, uh, some people saying they're like, yeah, well, you know, you got to get that economy back up and running because, uh, uh, it's the economy and, you know, Grandma and grandpa would happily sacrifice their lives to get that economy back going. There were people that were spouting this off. And for me, uh, that kind of attitude and that lackadaisicalness of it um, really bugged me, really bugged me. Because, you know, if my mom or dad had to go to the grocery store and, you know, they got COVID from some jackass that, you know, wasn't following the, the like the the the, the PP, PPE stuff. I'd have a problem with that. You know, I mean that's that's me and that's my own that's my own my own personal case with it. And but I I definitely made some of my acquaintances in Kamloops know when they were spouting off about you know let Granny and Grandpa die. <laughs> so that I can fucking go and get uh, chicken wings again, uh, I I had a, a real problem with that, and I, and I made sure to let them know that if 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 it was 
my mother or father that died because of uh, their actions, then I know where they live. I think that's slightly extreme. I think that 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 idea was brought on by the overcorrection the other way, right? Mm. Shut down the world because we don't know if this thing is harmful or not yet. Mm -hmm. That was a bit crazy. And how long it prolonged after realizing that one... It is extremely hard to contract outside, mm-hmm. yet we're shutting down all activities, which helps people with mental health. We are telling you to stay inside. We are shutting down golf courses. We are shutting down like, it, to me, it was, it, we're going to look back at COVID. And I said this from the beginning as like one of the biggest overreactions of all time in history of humanity. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to like argue with you from the perspective of like grandma, mom, and dad, but I think there should have been more honest feedback to people about like who is this going to be harmful for and how Mm. can we protect those people, right? Instead Mm -hmm. of giving out money to everyone, you're 22 years old, you work at a bar as a busboy, quit your job, don't go outside, don't leave your house, we'll we'll Mm -hmm. fund you money. Why aren't, oh, why aren't we taking yeah. all those funds? Dude, they give out billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars for no reason, right? Any businesses, they're just like, you want a loan? No problem. Here's 40 grand. Pay me back in four years interest-free. How is that helping the uh, get through this pandemic? How about, how about spend a tenth of that money in, yeah. um, in an actual like helpful way yeah. and like give it to old age homes, care, care facilities and have groceries brought to them instead of them having to go out into the public. I agree. I think that the initial reaction was as intense as it was because like I said, when it hit Italy, when it hit, when it hit New York city, um, and before everyone had really had a, um, an opportunity to, to, to figure it out. I think that there was, I think that the strong reaction that we had in the very beginning of it was valid. I, I do. Um, I do. Cause I mean, I, I had have friends in New York and they're like, fuck, like you cannot even believe what's happening right now. Um, so I, I, I think that initially like a very strong reaction was, was necessary just because nobody really knew how to, how to deal with it on, on a, on, on a big scale level, you know? Um, I do think you're 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 right in that um, once we had kind of figured out like who it's going to affect the most, yeah, we should have been pouring funding into that. And I think it's criminal that there was so many um, senior centers uh, that that got got hit so hard after, you know, after they should have the people that were running them um, should have known by that time that this is deadly 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 for uh for the elderly now um the loans and shit yeah i mean i didn't i didn't take any money from it uh, i didn't have to however anita did and it really helped carry our business and we've since you know since paid that back but um but those those business that that business loan is the reason that anita still has a store in in new west um I th- should they have been a bit more stringent instead of being like you're just cutting checks all over the place? Yeah, probably. Um, well, hindsight is always going to be twenty twenty, 
100%. And maybe when we have the next major pandemic, we'll be able to look back and go, yeah, we overreacted here. This was insane. And granted, we're going to be paying this back for uh, a, very, a very long time. Centuries. It's, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, if you think we have centuries. <laughs> well, me and you don't, but the country, oh, no, no. I the mean, country I, of Canada does. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I, I have very little faith in, in humanity moving forward. Does that have anything honestly. to do with uh, Putin? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit. Like, we'll be getting into that too, I'm sure. I don't know, man. Like, I know, I don't know. I think I had a conversation over uh, several whiskeys with a really good good buddy of mine a while ago. And uh, I we both agreed that hip-hop peaked in like late 90s. And humanity kind of around that time too. Even with everything, all the evil shit that was happening in the world at that time. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that humanity, we've, we've hit our, we already hit our peak and we are, uh, we know it and we're kind of just going through the motions. And it was, uh, it was a really Fucking! It was it was a really shitty way to end the conversation, but we both walked away going, "Yeah, man, yeah." And uh, ah, do you feel like that's a pretty pessimistic outlook, though? If you're saying humanity's peaked, we're all fucking doomed. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you honestly yeah. believe that? Um. I think I'm a lot less enthusiastic about the future as I used to be. Uh, for yourself? For the I next think, generation? For little Liam? For who? Yeah, for little Liam. I think... Uh, is he still allowed to be called not, little Liam? Not, that's not my dick. Not, <laughs> little Liam is not my dick. Thank you for clarifying uh, that, yeah, actually. Yeah, it could, yeah, it could yeah, be confusing. Yeah, little Liam's... Yeah. He's seen better days, man. Uh, <laughs> his best days are over. I'm so I'm sorry, Anita. I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, I think I think that the next thirty years is going to be incredibly rough on the human experience. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not a, a huge climate change believer, but I'm not a huge climate change denier either. And um, between that, between what we've done to the planet so far, um, I think that the planet can still take a lot more damage from us. Um, animal life, not not so much. Um, but like, could could the planet still you know handle humanity living on it for another you know two hundred years, going the way that we are right now? Probably. What's that going to look like for the the human experience as we know it now? It's going to be tremendously different, and it was tremendously different thirty years ago. But um, I just I just don't have a whole lot of faith in us as a species. If that makes sense, I think that we've we've uh, part of what we discussed uh, previously about the 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 changes. Um, and, and what we see, uh, going, going forward in the future is that I think there's been a, like a huge dumbing down of the masses. And, and I'm not sure if that was like done intentionally or, or what, but I think that, um, 
I think that as, as uh, overall, as a species, we're, we're not as smart as we used to be and we're not as forward thinking as we used to be. And I think that, I think that on a level of like, when I say, when I say the masses, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I mean the masses. I mean, I mean me, I mean, I mean everybody. I think that we focus and whether it's because of social media, I, I don't know. I think that it's, uh, things that should matter don't matter as much as they should. I think that a lot of people are more concerned about the amount of likes that they get than, you know, maybe furthering their own education, furthering their own personal growth. And I, and I think that on a, on a fundamental level, when you start taking away those blocks from the, the Jenga tower, that is uh, us collectively, it will eventually make the tower fall. And you can have a few bright lights um, and, and forward-thinking, amazing um, human beings, but I think that those lights are getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yes. <clears throat> I'm not 100% that I fully agree, though, and that... I hope you're right. I've, I think over time, the the human race is going to adjust to the current state of the market, right? And the market being what currently is available to humans today. Okay. What was available to humans in 1892 is so different, right? You now like that can go to. Europe can like fly across the world and travel and the experiences that you could have compared to 120 years ago are hilariously better. Hilariously. The opportunity, people look at social media so many different ways, right? One, it's ruining all the children. Two, it is extremely, extremely valuable for businesses. Three, there is so much opportunity on it. Four, there is so much negativity on it. Sorry, I think I burped into the microphone. That's okay. <laughs> so I just, I, I look at it as like every generation will have different pros and cons. And I didn't grow up in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. It's hard for me to comment other than just like reading history books and watching movies, which are going to be altered to someone's like viewpoint. Mm -hmm. So all I can comment on is like, my experiences because I know actually what happened versus just hearing someone else's story of what happened. Yeah. So I think I, I look at social media as a ridiculous amount of opportunity. Like how many more people that maybe would have been super unhappy being a server in a bar, being a um, working in an office for 50 grand a year, how many more of those like people are now getting to live the life that they want and make money because of an opportunity like a social media platform. So there's pros and cons with anything that happens in life. True. 
if you grew up in the 20s, 30s, 40s, you battled a couple of wars. Mm-hmm. We've never had to go through that. Just wait. Potentially. But like, uh, one of the things I was thinking about recently, listening to a podcast that was like trying to explain the conflict between Russia, Ukraine, the US getting involved, oh, this whole thing. And outside of listening to that podcast made me do a little bit more research and like try to learn a little bit more. But like outside mm-hmm. of that, I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't really know why it was happening. But listening to that started making me think of like, is getting drafted a possibility? It is in Russia right totally. now. Totally. Yeah. And then I think about like, how would I handle that? Would I be Muhammad Ali and just driving like, to Finland right now? <laughs> no chance. Yeah. Fuck it. No chance. Right? Like you're told, hey, bro, here's a machine gun. You're going to go over there and kill as many people that aren't the same color as you. But, you know, uh, like, I believe the term is praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> it was a legit song back in the day. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But okay, to today, mm-hmm. we've never had to deal with that. That sounds like a pretty big con for growing up in the olden days. A con, yeah. Right? Yeah. So today, if our con is trying to figure out how to healthily manage your social media consumption, it sounds a lot better than being shipped across the world with a machine gun and being told, if you don't shoot that guy, he's going to shoot you. Yeah. But what if the machine gun on the other side of the world is social media? Um, so like, I mean, I'd rather take so my chances with like we, trying to figure out this internet world than yeah having thousands and thousands of people firing rounds at me. Well, for twelve hours a day. Well, here, here's the thing, though, is that like weaponry has just changed, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, Oppenheimer, atom bomb, amazing way to harness energy. What what was his his famous line? Finally, yeah. I, uh, I, know exactly. I am I am become I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. So again, when we just, we can put it back to the human nature, we'll take something awesome and fucking weaponize it. You know, um, nuclear energy is should be changing the fucking face of the world. It should, and now we're we're worried about tactical nukes being used in in in, in the Ukraine. I think that social media and and the internet as a whole, um, yeah, you're right. We should find a way to, to to manage our consumption and stuff, but it's difficult when the consumption is being weaponized against you and what you think and 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 what and what you want to do. And I think that it's um, it, I think it's dangerous. Just just like everything is fucking dangerous. Maybe it's because the older I get, I think that everything is is more dangerous, and I understand my father a little bit more, not wanting to drive at night because mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm because I'm getting there. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that it's it's just changed, you know, like like that, like we were talking about before. The algorithm the the algorithm can be a weapon, you know. Like, what if I want to? Um, what if I want to, 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 to make a single group of people angry because fear and anger are what motivates people? How do I do that? Well, here's Facebook and Facebook has an algorithm that we just talked about more clicks, 
more, more content, more content, more shit into your head. And so I want to make a certain group of people angry with another group of people. So we'll just start spamming a bunch of negative shit. I want more people to be angry at this group for kicking puppies. So I am going to start flooding Facebook with this group of people kicking puppies. And lo and behold, what happens? Click. Oh, I can't believe that guy kicked that puppy. Oh, that guy kicked that puppy. Oh. So now you're assuming people are just like robots, though, and they're just like dumb puppets that just will do whatever someone else is telling them to do, right? And what I like about where we are today is that there is unlimited information where you can educate yourself if you spend the time, right? That's true. If, if you're going to see one video and, and just 100% believe it, you're going to believe any news article that you would have read 50, 60 years ago, right? But what if you don't believe in that one video, but you clicked on it? And there's a lot more videos that are popping up because of that. And again, let's say we're not your generation, but an older generation that may not be as in tune with um, algorithms. If I said the word algorithm to any of my parents' friends, I don't think they'd even know what it means. So I think, I don't know where we started with this, but I think that, uh, I think that human nature is shitty enough. It's great. It's great in a lot of ways, but it's shitty enough that any new thing that we get, we also try and weaponize, you know? Um, uh, that's just, uh, that's just kind of my, my, my gut feeling. The constant thing about human nature is that everyone is trying to make more money, right? Oh, like, that sucks too. The reason, the reason that uh, really good technology is altered, I don't like saying weaponized because I firmly believe that I'm in control of me. And so if I don't want to go down rabbit holes of bullshit... I get to choose not to. Or if I see something, it, it triggers something. Maybe just like naturally I'm very, what's the right word when like I don't believe something until I've like done too much research to say it. It's not, it, it is real or it's not real. I guess like you're just hesitant about it or? I question everything. Question Let's it. say that. I question everything. So if I see something, it's not like, Good. oh shit, that must be true. Good. Right. On a fucking CNBC commercial, you know, like yeah, I'll, I'll Google it. I'll be like, hey, what does this mean? And then you like try to find some reliable sources that is backed That's up with difficult science. to do in its own right on the Fair. internet. Fair, but if yeah. you can if you can put together a bunch of pieces of information with different uh, sources, with different doctors, with whatever you're talking about that are sharing different pieces of information, where they're sharing different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Then you can at least try to form your own opinion. Yeah, and and weeding out and being aware, but again, like this comes into different generations, weeding out yeah. and being aware of disinformation, mm-hmm. information that looks a little bit like what you're looking for, but has a a, a, a tweak or or whatever that again will get you onto the next bit of disinformation and feed you further down the rabbit hole. And it's awesome that you are aware 
um, of doing your research. Like that phrase doesn't, shouldn't, that phrase, doing your own research, shouldn't be a, a negative fucked up thing. But my God, some of the people that have told me to do my own research on stuff uh, makes me like, like, <laughs> makes me really go back and go, oh man, but did you, you know, um, and, and again, I know you don't like the word, but it brings me back to the, the weaponization of information. Um, and that's, I, I believe, I personally believe there is a shit ton of that happening on, on the, on the internet and on social media and, you know, um, and that's, again, one of the, what it takes me back to, uh, why I have very little faith in humanity going, going forward. And I, I share your optimism, optimism with me. I hundred percent agree that like most people are weaponizing it, right? Most people are trying to make money it, it feels and more way. clicks makes more money, which. Well, and not just money, man, control. Absolutely. Because, I mean, money is one thing, clicks equaling dollars, and dollars are great, but what's better than dollars? Fucking control, you know? Um, and, like, that's the shit that scares me, I guess. And that's the shit that makes me worried about little Liam. Not this little Liam, but actual 11-year-old little Liam and going forward. Because I see some of the stuff that he even brings me. He's on the net. He's, he's, he's checking out stuff, whatever. And, you know, he's at the age now where he's developing his own thoughts or maybe he's developing his own thoughts. I have to fucking monitor absolutely everything that this kid looks at to make sure that it is his own thoughts, mm. you know? And I, I don't think that happened from books earlier, you know? But a lot of books were skewed and a lot of, there was a lot of bullshit in books and people read books yeah. as like this ultimate standard. Oh yeah. shit! It's published. It has to be real. And right? now people are like, "Oh, it's on the internet. That's got to be real." Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But at so least, I, I remember we're getting, like, we're getting to this point now that we're like, nothing much has changed. It's just a different medium. Oh, it it has changed though, man, because it's so readily available. Every single person has access, or most people have access to the internet on their phone. If people wanted to go to the to a book to find misinformation. They may have had to, I don't know, go to a bookstore because at least like. But isn't that so, so much more a pro than a con? I don't having know, so man. much information available, having like versus the encyclopedia guy that came to your door and sold you 26 books? Yeah, well. Bro, 100%. Everything is accurate in here. How the fuck are you going to know? You're going to Google it. And look at a bunch of different sources and be like, well, that doesn't sound right. A whale shouldn't be 200 pounds. A whale you is are, fucking 47,000 pounds. You are. You're going to do that. I think that for the majority of people, they're going to find something that fits the narrative that's kind of already in their mind or has, already, or has been planted there from, from disinformation and just focus on that. And, like, that's, that's the scary part. Um. And, th and this and it kind of comes into like what I was talking about, like the dumbing down. Um, I think that um, finding things that agree with your narrative is now more important to people than finding things that uh, are true or are reality. 100% agree. You know, and, and that's, that's some scary shit. 
It is. I know. Yeah. That's the political battle in the states right now, right? Is like well, it's the left just, and the right have never been man. farther apart. How about the Queen of Canada right now? That's some pretty fucked up stuff. This woman actually has people following her around. And that's terrifying. And and you're right. What ha- what's going on in the states is is crazy. Um, the idea that people are seeing a fucking failed silver spooned fucking con man couldn't make a casino work. How do you, how do you fuck that up, man? I mean, you you and I are both in business. How do you fuck up a casino? Uh, how do you you know? I I don't know. I won't get too, too much into that, but but yeah, there's there's disinformation on a level that some of those folks down there actually see him as being their messiah, and that is fucked up, man. Really fucked up. The states is very fun to talk about, right? Because. <clears throat> There's no good option. It's right? cancer down there, and that cancer metastasizes into everything, including our politics up here. I am incredibly surprised to see how many Canadians I know that have stopped seeing people that have uh, a different outlook than them politically uh, like in the states, so it's always left or right. It's always Republican or you know, uh, um, or Democrat. But up here, we've always been Canadians first, and then and then political party. But the 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 polarization that I'm seeing down there, that everybody sees down there, is is happening up here too. It's it's happening in the UK. It's it's happening everywhere. Look at who look at the, the Prime Minister of Italy. Are you fucking kidding me? A card-carrying fascist is 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 now in power in fucking Italy. I don't know, man. Like, um, it's uh, it's it's weird to like look back at the past, um, and know what kind of went down there, and then look at the parallels to what's what's happening in the Western world here now, and not be concerned. So, you know, like, <laughs> you, you look at, uh, um, yeah, we, we, we can look at the states and see, you know, uh, <laughs> um, uh, a, couple, a, a couple really difficult elections, heavy, uh, heavy, heavy inflation happening there right now, um, and a powerful, if not, I personally think, retarded order going up there and stirring the pot. Like, you know, when was the last time we saw that? Right? What, yeah. What is the problem in that the whole system of politics attracts the worst people in our society? Oh, man. Right? Oh, like, fuck. Yeah. <clears throat> like, you look at... <laughs> when was the last time you <laughs> heard a politician speak and you're like... That makes some logical oh, sense, man. right? So it's fake, just a man. load of shit. Oh my god! So and so, but now we're so far gone that any rational human that actually cares about bettering our country and like bettering the quality of the healthcare, education, name any any uh, political platform you want to talk about, the rational people will never, ever, 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 ever 
make it up the ladder in that party to actually be in a position of power. I know. I, um, a long time ago, I, I made uh, like a comparison of politicians. And like at this time, I mean, this was like pre-2016, I always had like a, like a hard on for U.S. politics because it was like funny to watch. Totally. At the time, it was like hilarious. Um, this is before 2016 when shit just went <laughs> really fucking sideways. Um, I thought it was hilarious. You know, I used to watch uh, House of Cards and think, wow, that's like, that's amazing. But if you got me on a Canadian politics, I would get violent because this shit affects me personally. Um, so U.S. politics were always like, you know, you get your popcorn and you go to the circus and like, that's what it fucking was. There's a bunch of clowns running around. You know those clowns are eventually going to affect what you have going on up here, but it was it was like a it was it was a show. Canadian politics, I I would be very very tight lipped about how I felt about stuff because it it affects us and it's and, it, and it's real for us. Um, but I always made this like comparison of like politicians are the people in high school that ran for everything. Um, and volunteered for everything. And they were the kid that volunteers to work the concession at your high school dance and then does that, but then make sure that every fucking time you see that guy, he reminds you that he volunteered <laughs> to work that concession for you. That's a politician, 100%. They are, to me, to me, um, they were the kids in high school that like didn't really have a whole lot of people around them, um, but definitely let you know what they were giving up for you, and and you never asked for it in the first place. That's to me what a what a politician is. Is those kids that were working the concession stand at your high school dance and made sure to tell you all about it afterwards. Why? So why does it attract the? I mean, I don't have any like personal vendettas against politicians or any specific stories to say, but like, why does it attract such poor quality people? Why does it attract such corruption? The only way to get to the position, like, dude, the fucking president of the United States, potentially the most powerful person in the entire world, can't form an English sentence currently. Mm. What the fuck is going on? Why is he in that position? And Just the, because he's a puppet, right? Just because he checks the box of being like, yeah, I'll do whatever you get. What's your, uh, what's your new platform you want to go on? Sure. Yeah, no problem. I'll do that. How, how does that even possible? How does that change? And I, like, I understand the Republican Party is not any better. But it seems like it's getting to the point where people are voting for, like, who is the best, shittiest person that is currently yeah, running? Yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to go to the U.S. to look at that. For sure. I mean, um, uh, Trudeau, what is, I mean, that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's about as nepotistic as, as you can get. You know, I mean, the guy was a fucking... Drama, he was a drama teacher? Yeah. He was a, he was a drama teacher whose dad was a uh, prime minister. Nothing against drama teachers. So there's some very nice drama teachers out there. That's but true. They That's aren't true. necessarily qualified to run the country. That's true. 
Um, and his father, I don't think, was qualified to run the country. He destroyed the West, um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, there was a gentleman in Salmon Arm when he did one tour out here that really let him have it. And uh, I, my father told me about that. I mean, granted, my, my views on, um, on Pierre were created from my father because he actually lived it. But my father, was a, he's, a, he's a Western Canadian man. And what Trudeau did to Canada, Trudeau Sr. did to Canada was brutal, man. I mean, I don't think we even had, did we have, did we, did he, did we have income tax at uh, that time? Who introduced it? Well, it was, it was brought about to pay for the war. Right, that's right. Yeah, um, and then it was supposed to end. And I don't know about you, man, but <laughs> I'm like 48 fucking percent of my income goes to fucking income tax to pay for the Second World War that we should have already done, right? Like, I mean, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a historian, but is that... It was 1916. 1916? It's been a lot for, yeah, Sir Robert Borden. So oh, he's on the $5 bill. Is he the $5 or a $50 bill? I think it's fifty dollar bill board. Oh, anyway, okay, yeah. I am totally fine with income tax. I'm totally fine paying income tax if it is bettering society. If it is bettering our cities, sure. The fact that you're paying income tax to fucking give to Syria or some bullshit, it's it's fucking garbage in my opinion. Depends. I, I foreign aid is foreign aid is important. During COVID, how much money was given away to other countries for Trudeau's political benefit? For his personal political benefit? Yeah. Or like the country as a whole? His. Okay. I, I'm not sure. About a that. lot. I, so like, I'm, I, I know so little about that. I feel like I'm not going to comment on Fair. it because I, I don't know anything about it and I don't have enough to form an opinion. That being said, um, though unwarranted, completely unwarranted, I didn't mind how much, and whether it's his hair or his smile or I don't know, but I don't mind how on the world stage, he, he did make us look pretty good on the world stage. Now, not from his policy or anything like that. It was all trivial fucking bullshit. But I do think that um, on the world stage, it brought a lot of attention towards Canada. Whether it's because he was pretty, I, when? May, maybe... Just since he's been prime minister, I think that like early on in his first, like his first his first go around, I think I think that I like think shit's I think, got a lot worse. Yeah, though. scales are coming off the eyes yeah. now, and people are like, oh, okay. But and that being said, the we are in a South Park situation. One hundred percent, we're in a South Park situation. Federally, I think it's a fucking giant douche or a turd sandwich, and that is that's where we're at. So Pierre Trudeau, he introduced the capital gains tax. That's what he introduced. Oh, well, fuck that guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. Okay, well, capital gains. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you agree but with I'm, that? You, you, like, you like income tax. Do you also like... Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> sure. Selfishly, I would love to keep every single cent that I make. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's not how the country is going to continue to get better. Well, here's the but thing. But right now, the problem is that... There's income taxes never been higher. Yes. Taxes have never been higher. There's new taxes every single year. There's spec yeah. like talk about real estate. Yeah, man. There's foreign buyer tax. There's speculation tax. There's capital gains tax. Like there's I, GST. I also want to I also want to push in a new tax. 
uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, so I'm just going to creep this in here. I believe in a vacancy tax for commercial real estate. So suck it. Yeah. Liam will never be a commercial realtor because all the landlords now hate him. <laughs> you know, they do. You should have seen me at like the last mayoral debate. I was like in New West. I was like talking about it because I believe in it. I mean, if you're sitting on, okay, we're going to get off topic for a sec. I want to go back to this. Yep. Um, and I, and the reason I say this is because uh, I'm going through it. We are all going through it in New West right now. There are derelict buildings along the main drag. This storied historical Columbia Street in New West has derelict buildings, vacant lots along the main drag. Front Street too, probably. Guaranteed, man. Yeah. Guaranteed. And there's like maybe five or six real um, landlords that own most of these properties. And they sit on the property. They let um, the appreciation accumulate. They take that accumulation, leverage it, and buy another property and let that fucking sit derelict too. And there is no reason why the former capital city of British Columbia, as old as it is, as storied as it, as it is, should have vacant lots along its main drag and not have a vibrant, um, healthy downtown core. And that's what we're dealing with right now. Um, and it makes me angry that if I own a pied de terre, like we were talking about, in Vancouver, and I don't get my mail there, I have to, I have to pay a vacancy tax of, what is it, 20%? No, no, no. Vacancy tax, uh, I think for so Canadian residents is 0.5%. For non-residents, I believe is 2%. Is that? Okay. I'm pretty sure that's correct. I'm pretty sure it's 0.5% for Canadian citizens okay. or permanent residents that are paying the vacancy yeah, tax. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's 2% for not Canadian citizens. Okay. Can you look that up, Carl? Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah? Okay, good. Yes, man. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. Facts, but, baby. Yeah, no, it's it's great. But I mean, that sounds low, but it's not really low. Like that's a tremendous amount of money. And that's a yearly tax. That's not a one-time tax. Yeah. You're paying that yearly. Yeah. Exactly. So, or if I have a vacation home in some parts of British Columbia and I'm not renting it to somebody, I have to pay that. And yet commercial real estate um, and commercial landlords don't have to abide by those rules. Um. Again, it comes down to there's one lot I'm thinking of on Columbia Street that has been vacant for like six years, and it's it's ridiculous. It's a shame. And the only thing that maybe landlords understand or the only thing that government seems to understand if they want to motivate people, whether it's a carbon tax or, or whatever, is uh, is is by the, the pocketbook, so... Newest is such a funny city, man. Like we sell a lot in Newest, and we yeah, love no, you guys a are, lot of neighborhoods in Newest, and yeah. there's so many good people in Newest. Yeah. But it has to be a city council thing. I have to deal with your fucking market share. All now, I live there now. I have to deal with your market share. It's not easy. <laughs> you guys are dicks. We are. <laughs> no, you guys are amazing, and I, I love you. I thought we're pretty good. Well, you're yeah. I don't know. Except you, it's it's your town, and I live there, and I have to like compete with you, and it just sucks because you guys are so awesome. The thing I don't like about the town, though, mm. there's so many positives of New West that could be a phenomenal city to live in. Yep. But it seems like it's stuck in time. Yeah. It hasn't moved since 1992. 
Like it's been the same. Getting a development through in that in that town is hilariously. Painful. Have you tried it here? Poor Moody? Yeah. Not yet. But give, we have, give that a shot. So we have a new council. <laughs> we have a new council as of like four days ago mm-hmm. in Poor Moody that uh, basically this municipal election in Poor Moody was like anti-development versus pro-development. Yeah. And there was some hilarious propaganda going around, like flyers in your mail, yeah. handwritten notes in your mail from like the opposition being like, these pricks... <laughs> These pricks want to ruin your city versus the other ones Man. are like, these pricks are trying to ruin your city. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. If I is, still lived here, I would have been writing them too. Comical. Yeah. Well, Street and I did the did a um uh a reser- uh, like a like a reclamation here, um, which was incredibly difficult to get past. So it it was a, it was a, a rental Can you building. Define what, what is a reclamation? I'm sorry, it was a it was a rental building that um that our, our clients purchased and then Sat on until the market ripened, and then stratified it. Gotcha. So they, so they, it was it was a rental reclamation, and um, man, like I heard what they had to go through, the hoops they had to go through for that was brutal. I can't even imagine breaking ground here and having to like go through that process. I do remember, I think it was from the from station to the strand when the strand was like going through its its. Uh, it's uh, it's proposal um, and adhering to the OCP and what it did. They had like a certain amount of floors, and then um, and then they they like they gave the okay. The city gave the okay for like that amount of floors, and then they and then they bring it to the the public, and the public was like, "Well, it's it's gonna fuck up my view if it's like if it's that tall." So they lost a floor, a floor. That's that's a lot. We have a clan in Queens Park that uh, bought a house. Oh, Queens Park the, yeah. in New West. Went oh. to the city, said, "What would you like to see here?" Literally, that it was an open-ended question. They're huh. like, "Well, we'd like to see this." Be like, okay. And what they said was more density. They okay. want to see more people in New living, West. They want to see more people living in Queens Park. These are the people that actually work at the city. We want to see okay. more people living in Queens Park. In Queens Park. It's such a phenomenal neighborhood. We want, it's getting really expensive. I burped again. Sorry. We want more people Sorry. to live here. We want to let young families be able to experience this cool neighborhood. <laughs> awesome. How do you feel about us keeping this house? It's a 1936 house, I think. Yeah. Keeping this house, raising it, making it a duplex. The house already was like 3,200 square feet. When they raise it, it's going to be bigger. Huge. Duplex it, two doors, with a laneway in the back that we can sell as three units. Mm-hmm. If you sell it as one unit, that's a three and a half, four million dollar property. Yep. Very few people that want to live in New West can afford four million dollars. Yeah. If you split it into three properties, now the front two are one and a half each, and that back house is, I don't know, a million. Yeah, a million bucks. Sure. Now three young families can live in this property. Love it. Yeah. The city says, we love it. Yeah. Then they go to the Queen's Park meeting. Yeah. And you get fucking <laughs> Sally There's showing up. There's no way. Sally going, shows up yeah. and she says, you're ruining the neighborhood, all these developers. I remember when my friend Linda <laughs> lived down the street and her mom used to yes. bake cookies. The smell and the aroma of the neighborhood. Oh my God. And they're ruining this. Where's my And phone? so city council's like, nope, can't do it. Neighborhood doesn't want it. Oh, man. 
This is, okay, so I'm going to show you something hilarious. Can I tell you one more thing yes. that happened at T- this meeting? Tell me, I got to show you this. Because this is like a client of ours that went through this process that is so painful. Someone stood up, raised their hand, said, yes, I'd like to talk, threw in my two cents. Here's my two cents. I would be okay with this development went through if 10% of the profits of the build got shared amongst the residents in Queen's oh. Park. <laughs> This is a real comment at a city meeting. Yeah. Sure. You know what? Walter, whatever the fuck your name is, I don't know. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. How much risk do you have involved in this? Nothing. Perfect. We'll yeah. give you 10%. Yeah. No problem. Here's $100,000, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. Okay. That's so, like being like, hey, hey, uh, Elon, Tesla's done pretty good in the last little while. Uh, I see a lot of Teslas on the road. You should probably send me a $1,000 dividend check. Sure. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, so this was a real thing that I just posted today. You're going to get a kick out of this. <laughs> so this is in the New West Community Group. Um, a person posted uh, Bosa's um, project Pier going West. on uh, uh, Pier West, like along. So it says Pier West Progress, and it has like a picture of the building. And then like the comments oh, are unbelievable. So one of the comments was, it's so ugly and destroys the city waterfront. Of course. Um, yeah, what was another one here? Oh, I mean, they're, like, they're really precious. Hate seeing this. Disgusting. Oh, my God. What are they doing? And so I just like, and so like, if you like, if you do a little bit of research, in that you like you click on the, these pre, these people, they have been there for a million years, and you know I, I'm not sure. Maybe they don't have children and they don't understand like how brutal it is or how hard it is to even get into the market. Our our two bed two bath were like maybe a thousand square feet in in Queen um, not in Queens Park in on Keyside. In the key, yeah. In the key, three quarters of a million dollars. For this fucking condo that overlooks the the train yard. Like, I, I have trains smashing together at 3 o'clock in the morning. I, I can't remember the last time I had, like, a full night's sleep because of this. I had to put up tinfoil on my windows during the heat dome. Three quarters of a million bucks, man, to live in 900 square feet. Like, to have this privilege and these people that live in these houses that have been there for so long are shitting on development to ho- like to get people in you know and and to and to and, and to, to to raise density to bring down prices supply and fucking demand and they shit all over it and it just drives me nuts so um i posted this you can read that feel free to read that aloud Grr. change bad growth bad why can't it all just feel like it used to be with a Simpsons <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons old man yells at cloud. Yeah. And like that's that's literally what it is, man. I like that was a couple hours it's, ago I posted that because I'm I'm sick of this shit. You know? I like I do pretty good. I make good money. Um Anita does very well. She has a we have a vested interest in the city. A literal vested interest. She has hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um in like let in time um that she's put into the boutique to have that in new west to create a service for new west and these people 
these people are out there actively trying to tear down growth that's happening there, it boggles my mind. It's often the same people that that complain about real estate prices being too high in Greater Vancouver <laughs> that are also showing yeah, up to NIMBYism. city council meetings yeah. to vote down development, right? It is unbelievably clear what the problem in Greater Vancouver is currently. Is we are a hilariously underdeveloped city. Yeah. We are on the verge of being a globally recognized best place in the world to live. And yet we're not building any homes for people to live in here. Right? Like go to any big city. What does downtown look like? What does the the actual city look like? It looks like density, right? Yeah. It looks like towers in the main core and then it goes like 12 stories outside of that and then it goes six stories outside of that. Then it goes to townhomes. Uh-huh. Where the fuck do you find a single family around Manhattan? Thank you. Thank right? you for, like, thank you thank you for using the 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 Vancouver New York analogy because when it was like hip to be calling Vancouver Vanhattan for a while. Like anyone that spent any amount of time in New York is like what the fuck are you talking about Vanhattan? Bullshit. There are single family detached houses in Kitsilano right now. That makes zero fucking sense. It makes no sense, man. Zero sense. Um and and you know the most the majority of Kitsilano is single family houses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or like, or maybe they'll pass. Like, okay, we could yeah. like break it up. Yeah. We could break up that house yeah, and they're like the fourplex, two, yeah. uh, the fucking fourplex, <laughs> the Kitsilano fourplex, which is so awesome. And yeah. when you can find one for a client, it's amazing. And that's the city being lenient. Oh man, we have a oh. You have oh, this okay. old home? You're not going to tear it down? Okay, yeah, we'll give you three doors. Holy shit. Well, I mean, perfect. look, at, look we have a fucking parks board. We have 80,000 people moving here next year, and you're giving us three doors. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Outstanding. That's That'll fix the that's, problem. That's fantastic. Yeah. No, well, and like now, because because of NIMBYism in the in Metro Van, we have million-dollar houses in fucking Mission. Mission. <laughs> Entry point. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, like, that's no, you're, you're, no, you're, you're getting into a single family attached. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah, it is, uh, it is bananas. And like, I haven't been doing real estate for that long. I mean, I think I'm 12 years in to my career right now. But in tw- in in 12 years, I've seen a single family detached in Port Coquitlam go from 300,000 to 1.3, and that is just not sustainable. P- like, period. Like. In in ten years to see that kind of increase, it's it's insane. Um, when Street sold his place in Poco, that was a half million dollar sale. Like that wasn't that long ago, man. And that was like that's a good neighborhood. But now that that same home is like one point two, one point three. Who can do that? Who who can who who uh, like yeah? Let's let's talk about who can do that. I had this conversation recently with someone and they were saying, but we're just getting started for this reason, that the majority of our population is in that like 60 plus year range that are now downsizing, that are going to be selling homes and just gifting it to their kids. So those kids are now going to have 800 
a million dollars, 1.2. And it's going to go into real estate. They need to live somewhere. They can't live in the two-bedroom condo with two kids. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. And like the consistent problem is that there just is not enough homes. There's not enough. Like, mm. why is a one bedroom in, in Denny? Are you saying that it's a supply problem? The only problem we have is supply. <laughs> there is no problem with foreign investors. Like, it is such a small percentage of a thing. Putting in a twenty percent tax sounds fucking sweet to get elected. Well, now sounds we've got really a, cool. Now we've got a full on ban. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Coming up. So, so like <laughs> January, right? That, yeah. yeah, that like that makes perfect sense. Perfect. Except for it doesn't. Yeah. And so, um, but but again. It comes down to media and pushing narrative, right? And so when I when I talk to my friends that aren't necessarily in the industry, and they're like, "Yeah, fuck, man, fuck those Chinese foreign buyers coming up, driving up all our prices," I'm like, "Dude, I've been in this shit for twelve years. That is not the fucking problem. I'm in the field. I see this. That is not your issue. But it's an easy point for a politician easy. to just point out xenophobia." And rile up the masses. And riling up the masses is exactly what's been, exactly what we've been talking about, uh, you know, like uh, like down south and, and shit. What's the long-term solution for Greater Vancouver? Is there a long-term solution? In terms of real estate and the problem of neighbors showing up at city council meetings and saying... Shutting shit down? Yeah. The problem of housing prices going up significantly over the last decade... Is there a solution? How do yeah. we how do we fix this? Even if it's like slow it down a little bit. Cause my personal opinion is as interest rates start to decline in twelve to twenty-four months, because there might be one or two more rate hikes and then it seems like it's gonna just plateau for a little bit. Mm. As interest rates plateau and potentially start coming down in in towards the end of twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. I feel like we're just going to have the same problem that we had in 2016 and 2021 of lack of supply. Because it's quite interesting to look back at the last six months and see that maybe Fraser Valley is slightly different, but let's say Greater uh, Lower Mainland has not seen a significant increase in inventory. Yeah. So I feel like we're just going to have the same problem of supply is low, a lot of people want to upsize to single-family homes. There's not enough of them available. That means prices are going to go up, multiple offers are going to happen. This hilarious idea of cooling off period, unfortunately, <laughs> sweetheart. Worked, like worked awesome Serena. for the new construction market when they instigated that. Not yeah, at all. Were, uh, There was a we, uh, your weekly, your week right of rescission. Rescission, yeah. Yeah, that really slowed down things in the new construction market. Yeah, yeah Brent, I mean, it really... Brentwood has no interest in selling condos for fourteen or fifteen hundred dollars a square foot right now, do they? It's, uh, it's a well. Okay, so if you ask me personally, I think government meddling always fucks shit up. I am I am a believer in the free market, um, and in supply and demand, um, on a on a on a on a on a on a base scale. I believe in that. I think that um, interest rates will affect things. Of course, I mean they, they already are. Yeah. Uh, until banks find new programs to work around it, which I think will, will be will be next because they're getting hit in the pocket right now, and because when banks get hit in the pocket, they're like, "Holy shit, we're not getting all this this mortgage money in." That's gonna, you know, we we need to, we need to adjust things. So I think that'll happen first, and then I think 
the province will also be like, wait a sec. So there's no more like property transfer tax coming in. Like that just goes into general revenue. And so like, so how are we going to pay for fucking anything? And depending on, I mean, we got an NDP government right now in, in play that likes to fucking spend money and, and create programs that (laughs) go, go nowhere. But that, a lot of that, that funding I think comes in from, um, from, from real estate, from the uh, property transfer tax. So I think that, uh, when they start, when they start getting hit, like they're, let me slow down. <laughs> I feel a lot about this. I think that they're very cavalier to instigate these programs to hit us in our pocketbooks to slow spending. Um, I think that when it starts to hit their pocketbooks, when I say there, I mean, I mean the provincial government and I mean the, the, like the, the, the big banks, when it starts to hit their pocketbooks, we're going to see things kind of shift a little, a little bit differently. Banks are already talking about increasing amortizations of mortgages, yeah. right? So they should. So, totally. They yeah. were, I mean, I remember a few years ago, it was hard to get a, a, a mortgage that was past 25 years. Yeah. And now 30 years are very, very common. And now they're talking about 35, 40 year amortizations, which means more interest, which means more sure. people qualify, right? Because yeah. your monthly payments are going to be lower. I mean, that's that's huge in the UK. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you have like generational, like literally yeah. gener- generational mm-hmm. um, uh, mortgages. And for a good reason. Why? Land is finite. There's only so much building going on. Mm-hmm. Weird. What does that sound like? Fucking Metro Vancouver. Yeah. Land is very finite. We can only really go up through for, for most of it. Um, and, uh, and, and, and we, for some reason, really like to fight supply. And the immortal Trevor Street, who is the big, who's my, my, my favorite friend when it comes to new construction and new construction marketing, um, is a, had told me, he's like, you know, if you don't build it, like, it'll never happen, Period. And that's it. So, like, we have to start building. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, well, prices will remain the same. It's literally supply and demand. The system that's is it. a bit backwards, right? Municipalities are built, and the people that go into council are are programmed to try to get reelected, right? So, yeah. all they think about their time frame they think about is four years of being yeah. elected, yeah. right? When this municipalities and and BC as a province. Greater Vancouver as a whole, need to start thinking about 40, 50, 60, 70 years from now, right? Mm-hmm. This city is growing. It's inevitable. Unfortunately, Sally and Queens Park and your cookies, too fucking bad. Like, it's happening. Yeah. It's already happening. 80, uh, what, what's the estimation? 80,000 people a year for the next five years are going to be moving to Greater Vancouver alone. There's not 80,000 doors going up, right? So we need to start building cities. It, looking at the infrastructure in Greater Vancouver is hilarious, man. Looking at the bridges that they're building, they're, they built the Portman, uh, the Portman Bridge, the previous one that they built in the 50s or whatever it was, is fucking two lanes each way. The Portella Bridge is two lanes each way. Mm-hmm. The Iron Workers is, what, three lanes each way? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? We're yeah. building a bridge for 30 or, years? Or guess what? Or guess what? They do that. 
and then they have like choke or they're like, yeah, we're at like we're adding like two extra lanes. Huzzah, great, good for us. And then the choke point goes into fucking goes into the same lanes that are, that have been there since since the Coca-Cola was built in the 80s. Come on. Look at Greater Toronto. The last time I was there was like 10 years ago. And I remember driving down the freeway being like, holy shit, they got eight lanes. Yeah. Each way. Eight lanes. Mm-hmm. This is a city, well, they're whatever, four or five times the population that we are in Greater Vancouver, but yeah. this is a city that is thinking a little bit longer term than five years from now. Well, could you imagine if we had created that infrastructure and had the same sort of forward thinking as them when they built that? How would our population would be right now? It'd be tremendous. It'd be huge. But we don't think that far ahead. And we, we for some reason, really coddle the, the NIMBYs. We, we coddle NIMBYs. Like, that's it. When you, when you can have an entire project that is, a, that is working with the local, um, uh, with the local OCP, you have, you have a, a development that has, like, bought the land, sat on it for three to four years or okay well okay i'm gonna finish this thought and then i'm gonna get into one more in your in your city here right now so when you when you when you are dealing with a developer that has bought the land and has set up for four fucking years and is working with the ocp with the, the official city plan and is doing everything pays an architect does it and then 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 they have to hold a public hearing and the public comes in and says well that's gonna fuck up fucking walter's view so they lose a floor who the fuck do you think is gonna pay for that that loss of a floor and eight to ten or 20 units or or whatever i'll bring it back to to port moody here because there is a uh, a project that has been in development for nine years nine years for a uh, a land uh, land assembly i think you know what i'm talking about Nine years. Now, the problem right now with this, with this particular development, not NIMBYism, all of the people that own the single-family detached where the rezoning has, has, has like gone on for are game. Yes, give me my million and a half for my single-family detached that I bought for $300,000 like 20, 20 years ago. They've been waiting for nine years for the city to pass this. And because of bureaucracy, red tape, and bullshit, this hasn't happened. And how many more families would be moving to Port Moody when this passes? Nine goddamn years. It boggles the mind. Um, and it's insane. And everybody wonders why. You know, like, thank God. <laughs> thank God my one-bedroom condo, one-bedroom condo in Port Coquitlam, mm-hmm is worth a half million bucks get the fuck out of here man but wait a second wait a second because trudeau has told everyone now that he's he's starting a new first-time homebuyer savings account oh that you can put five thousand dollars into for every year for the next five years and save forty thousand dollars to buy a house tax-free well that's nice Guess how much the fucking house that you're going to buy in, yeah. in five years is going to be. Yeah, a million fucking dollars. <laughs> What's 40 grand going to do? Bullshit. It was like the, like the, the, first, so time, the first time a home buyer's tax rebate or whatever for, for PTT. Was it, how much is that right now? 450? Five, five, I think it's 500 and a sliding scale up to 525. Cool. 
the fuck? A, cam- like a house in Kamloops is where I grew up. I sold my parents' house a few years ago uh, for five fifty, And it was like, this is the house that I grew up in. Obviously, I'm, I'm like, I have feelings for it. Um, but that, that house, I mean, that was like four or five years ago that I, that I sold it. That same house in Kamloops. Kamloops. Let me guess. Nine seventy five. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So good fucking luck. What's the major industry in Kamloops right now? Uh, tourism pulp's dead. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say know, was like gonna be- <laughs> golf. Yeah. Golf. That's, that's yeah, what you totally. go for. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally out of that's, the that's, that's the main industry. So yeah. yeah. So it's awesome that I'm going to get my, you know, four bed, two bath, uh, 2000 square foot house for, just under a million bucks and I'm working in fucking tourism in Kamloops. Yeah. Get out of here. It's, it doesn't make any sense and it's not sustainable. And that's literally the story of this entire fucking province. Country. Well, yeah, I, I, I go on a small scale. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean like we looked at Calgary that a little while ago, my sister, um, my sister's uh, daughter, my niece got married in Banff. They've been there for 30 plus years. Love Banff. Love Alberta. It's awesome. We were in Calgary uh, and hanging out with, oh my God, Anita's cousin. The most amazing whiskey selection you can ever imagine. Um, Denny I, and I, I already like this person. Uh, I already like on this occasion. person. <laughs> so like, when I went, this was last year, around this time, we went over and he like rolled out the carpet and it was glorious but and a really rough morning but the the that next morning when we went on a tour um he lives like a 15 minute walk from the downtown core really beautiful neighborhood i walked past a house like a single family detached maybe a 5000 square foot lot not huge house was built 60s really cute uh did the uh screenshot Look up the price, $450,000. Four fifty, ten 10-minute walk from the downtown core. That neighborhood in Calgary was like super diverse. You could get any type of food you want. There's, there was a restaurant for it. Huge melting pot. It was like, I'm like, holy shit. I told Anita, I'm like, this is, this is pretty great, you know, and like reasonable to live in. I mean, granted, there's a lot of space for them to develop in, but this is a fairly older neighborhood, relatively established. And yeah, you can buy a house for under half a million bucks. You know the only con though? What's up? Calgary. You got to wake up in Calgary every morning. Well, here's the thing. And that is not ideal. Here's the thing. Climate change. Calgary's <laughs> pretty fucking awesome right yeah, now. Yeah, they still don't got the Calgary's- ocean. They don't definitely don't have any mountains. Calgary doesn't have mountains? I don't know. Isn't the prairies? Jesus. That's Edmonton. Oh, man. No. They uh, got Whistlers? They don't got any Whistlers. Am I the first one to tell you about Banff? Oh, Banff. That's not Calgary. It's like an hour, maybe an hour away. Canmore's like 40 minutes away. What ski hills do they have there? In Banff? Yeah. Norquay, Sunshine, Lake Louise... Holy Lake, shit. Lake Louise okay. Ski Hills? Oh, oh, Lake, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Okay. Uh, 
we're gonna go to Banff. No, I've been to Banff. I know. Well, I know no, but I, I think that there. I think that we need to go back. Um, That's on the BC border. Yes. So, uh, uh, my I have family there. Let's fly to Calgary, and I'll I'll show you. I I really like Banff. I was last time I was there was probably like three summers ago. Oh, the food, amazing. The people, incredible. Banff's awesome, but like Canmore, right outside of Banff, even awesomer. Is it Invermere? That's just on the BC side. Invermere. Yeah, it'll be a little. Because they have further. a ski mountain, but it is yeah. tiny. It's kind of like was the that panorama. Yes. Oh. it's kind of so like I, the hundred mile rem- mountain. I remember uh, partying there in like the late nineties. It was, it was pretty awesome. It was, it's changed a lot. I I bet. I get emails weekly from the panorama development. Uh-huh. And they're building like a bunch of townhomes, they apparently are right at the bottom of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty legit. Pretty cool. Could we you, write that off as a trip? Can you Airbnb them? If you're the first owner, maybe. Let's find out. That'd be pretty cool. I've been there. Should I was there a few couple of years ago, three Should years Should we ago. go on a buying trip? <laughs> so. I really love real estate investing. I really like owning things. You do. Yeah. I. You know? I just. I just want to hang out and drink booze. That's, that's, uh, and, and show you food and places. I do love food. Yeah. yeah. Well, all I got to say about Calgary is that it's so close to amazing mountain life, which is awesome. Also, like some of those rolling hills in Alberta, if you, if you go like a little bit further east, awesome. It's beautiful country out that way. Wow. Did I just say? Yeah, it's like, to sell oh, it. it's beautiful country out that way. Oh my god, how fucking old am I? But it's minus forty for four months a year. Yeah, but you get Chinooks. You know what Chinook is? It's like it'll be minus forty, and all of a sudden it's like plus twenty for like a week. Mm. Give you something to look forward to. <laughs> In the hopes that it happens it. tomorrow. <laughs> Wake well, up every I don't morning. Know. I don't know, like, man. Nope, you know, right now it's uh, it's it's like late October, and there's a shit ton of fucking smoke in Vancouver right now. So Fair. I mean, things are are shifting and changing. I, I don't think I don't think the weather that we used to like in Vancouver is going to be the same going forward. It certainly wasn't when I moved here. When I first moved here, um, having a month of no rain was like an an oddity. Yeah. It was insane. The, the, the concept of having a summer that had a, a full month of, of zero rain was crazy. And that was 12 years ago. And, and here we are right now. You know, salmon don't have streams to fucking spawn in right now. Like, that's pretty fucked up. Sorry. I feel like the forest fires, though, are... A lot of them are man-made. Especially the ones recently. And... It's really only gotten bad the last few years, right? The last handful of years. Mm-hmm. But most of them are because of stupid people that live in BC. Yeah. It was last so, summer in Kamloops, it was 49 degrees. It was 50 degrees in Lillooet. Glorious. And it burnt down. The yeah. town of Lillooet. Lytton. Burnt, or Lytton. Lytton. Lytton? Lytton, yeah. I think was it Lytton? Lytton? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it, 
burnt to the ground. We, we drive by, uh, past it all the time because when we go to the interior, when we come back, I take the canyon because it's just way more beautiful. And yeah, that, like that that town, the, the 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 temperature record of of Canada, they always had the the highest temperatures in Canada, is gone. Like it's toast, gone. Um, I've never in 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 uh, in my time in in uh, in California in in Death Valley in Vegas, never felt forty eight degrees in my life, but I got to feel it in my hometown. Do you know how much shellfish we lost along the, the, the Pacific coast during that heat though? Millions of, millions of pounds when we had that heat dome. Like there's, I don't know, like if, yeah, fires are, are, are man-made and stuff, but like, fuck dude. I mean, it's October. When was the last time we had rain? Oh my God, two months, over two months. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time. Waking up on Sunday morning, what was it, August, or sorry, October 15th, 16th, whatever it was, and seeing the, opening up the weather app and being like, what is today going to look like? And you see high of 28 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> that was mind-blowing in Greater Dude. Vancouver. That doesn't happen. Anita has all of her fall shit in. You know how many jackets and sweaters and shit she's sold? Not many. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Zero. Yeah, 20, like 30 degrees in Vancouver in October. She's going to be banging busy tomorrow. Great. Bring it on. (laughs) Because it's supposed to rain for the next two weeks. (laughs) You like to golf. I like to fish. And I'm not entirely sure if I'm ever going to be fishing for salmon again. Fair. (laughs) Uh, Like it's, that's, that part, that part sucks, you know. Um, Getting a little deeper into it. uh, Just, just Google Alaskan snow crab. I was just looking at that. Check it out. They're gone. <laughs> like extinction level event happening right now uh, in the Bering Sea. And that's like, that's some cold ass water, right? But don't worry. Even though the snow crab are gone, season 19 of uh, Bering Sea fishermen still <laughs> happening. Thank God for that. Fuck. Yeah, I got some. I got some thoughts on that. I feel like we've uh, touched enough controversial topics for this evening. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe let's leave climate change alone <laughs> for the next episode. <laughs> we yeah, touched man. COVID, yeah. cancel culture, cancel culture, NIMBYism, politics, NIMBYism, and, yeah. <laughs> fucking U.S. politics, yeah. <laughs> some real estate. Yeah. I guess I guess it has been what two years since we've done this. Three. Three? Yeah. Fuck. I looked uh I looked today. It was June twenty nineteen. Oh, was the last man. one we did. There I mean, to be fair, the world's been very weird for the last two and a half years. Yeah. And we didn't do a lot of podcasts because we were trying to do these virtual ones and yeah. some of them were great and some of them were complete garbage because Tough. the networks were bullshit and we we're just they're super video, choppy just, and then it's audio it was like a waste of time. Yeah. Oh so, man. So we went away from them for a bit, but well, I know that I'm I've missed you guys a lot. Well, I've missed social interaction mm-hmm. period. And like, yeah. I mean, I get it, but like, I don't, I don't often get to talk to people that I can love and respect that I, that I know, you know, uh, industry wise or, or, or personally. So this is a, this was a real treat for me. 
This is it for me. I really appreciate the the conversations, whether it is like I make a really strong point with myself to not miss social interactions. And whether that is like I have a good high school group that is like 10 dudes that hang out once every two months roughly. We have a a really good guy in our group that organizes it all. And now that people are married and have kids and it's very challenging to do, but like once every two months, they'll just say, okay, Friday night, we're going to this pub. We're going to have a beer. Whoever can come, if it's three people or nine people, great. doesn't matter. But I really make a strong point of like not missing those. Yeah. Solely for the purpose of when I leave, I feel better than when I went. Yeah. Because I just like got to connect with humans. And we have like random conversations and maybe they're not as deep as they are tonight. But like it's just, I don't know, I get so much out of being social. And that's what I missed a lot in those like first six, nine months of of COVID. It was just like everything was virtual and it didn't feel the same. It doesn't. I mean, even like look at our our licensing or whatever, like hopping on those Zoom meetings for, for PDP points. I don't get as much out of it. I don't, I don't get the the, the stoke stokiness mm-hmm. of like being in our industry that I get like being face to face with a an instructor that I respect who's who's been in the industry for a long time. Um, but also like my nature is to like I dream of a time of just disappearing into a forest. That makes me very very happy. The idea of just like living away and 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 being in the forest is 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 perfect for me. That sounds like a dream, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, man. Yeah, it Carl's is. Carl's gotten really. Him and his girlfriend have gotten into like uh, multiple day hiking trips where they just. Oh go yeah. Like, where was They're your? Yeah, yeah. Uh, where was the North Island place you went to? What was that called? Uh, the one that you really like, Port Hardy, and then uh, but it was farther than that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on the other side. I can't remember. San Joseph Bay, something like that. Yeah, he's uh, done a few pretty epic ones where he sends me photos. Like then, a few days after he gets when back, you, when stuff. you see those those uh, those TV shows like Alone yeah. or whatever, I'm yeah. like, fucking yeah. sign me up. Let's figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's, yeah. let's let's do it. Yeah, I'm um, I'm real cool with that. Uh, and so like that's my my nature. Mm-hmm. Um. Being social or whatever is uh, it, it's it's a, a skill that I've had to develop. Being doing like doing what we do, and um, and with COVID and whatever, and like having that like further recession. Yeah. Like like I said earlier, uh, I, I'm not the same person that I was socially uh, before COVID, and it it'll take me some time to 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 become that person again and like this is important for me mm-hmm. doing this kind of interaction um being put on the spot like this is uh is uh is will be beneficial to me in the end i know even though i definitely had some anxiety attacks uh, uh on the way here um but I'm, I'm i'm grateful for it and yeah i have to force myself to do this this kind of stuff otherwise it will just uh um, deteriorate further and yeah I will be on the road on the coke and look at a section of trees and be like I'm just gonna pull over and peace <laughs> just walk up the mountain <laughs> <laughs> I dreamed about that driving home like living here uh, having my parents in Kamloops there was many times I'd be like driving along and just like look at a stretch of trees or a valley on so the coke yeah. and I'm just like cool <laughs> 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 bye <laughs> <laughs> that would be all right. 
But of course, now I have a family and dependents and all of that. If I should, Jesus, lady, come on. Well, we appreciate okay. you very, very much, Liam Renz. We love you. Thank you very much for coming back. I love you, bro. It was great to connect. Carl, you gargantuan Swedish motherfucker. <laughs> love you. Thanks Bastard. for coming, buddy. Love you, too. <sighs> Thanks, guys. You're best. Thanks. Little Liam. Thanks. Ha, ha, ha.